City 97.3 Accra
exchange a message, time to tell the world, just to win a few awards. But what shall it profit a man, if he gains a whole world, yet loses his soul, hey. Just in case you don't like my message, you can't deny the beaten know. To the left, to the right, to the left, to the right, let us dance together now. Things are not the same anymore. That was my version of a review of State of Affairs. And I want us to pause, reflect, painstakingly look at our ecosystem as a people. We started a journey on a better me, starting right. And all these conversations can only be seen when it is that the center is seen to be holding. And this morning, I want you, our cherished listeners and patrons of Farm Life, to suggest some topics. You heard the song. We are going to repeat the song again, and then... I would invite you to share your thoughts with respect to the song you just heard. Send us a WhatsApp or Telegram message on 0549-986-996. Let's take a repeat of this music. And then let your messages flow. Say anymore. Crystal 
indeed are not the same anymore. When you look around you, things are changing. But the question would be, is it changing for the right examples? Is it changing for the better or is it changing for the worse? And that's something we all have to reflect. And um, let's see who has brought this in. 
and then we would give it attention. Okay. Hello, Farm Life. I strongly suggest that one of these days you take time to discuss failing and failed marriages. Trust me, you will end up stretching the topic for over five or six episodes because the issues are just too much and the rate at which homes and families are breaking is alarming. You have no idea. Well, people really need help, of which I am one. Hey, I took Amina. Now I was from Atukwamina. Now I'm from Atukwamina. Hey, I took Amina from Kaswa. Well, I mean, this is Farm Life on City 97.3 FM. And uh, my name is Amos Kevin Annan, sitting in for our regular anchor persons. And um, Michael is on an errand for family matters. And, um, and so, Mickey, wherever you are, safe drive. And uh, Tish as well, wherever you are, safe drive. I know you are on, on a journey now. Um, the week has been heavy. Okay, I just found out yesterday my husband was cheating. Right from last year when I got pregnant and sex was difficult for me. He has been lying to me for a while now and keeps disappearing for no reason. The last thing I expected to find was this, and he kept denying. I asked or said, all I asked or said, and he was fine without the sex. I am sad, broken down. The trust is broken, and I don't know how how to handle the hurt and disappointment. I haven't confronted him because I know he will apologize. And But will that be enough? If I get pregnant again, what happens then? I know it will happen again. Please help me. Okay. Uh, there was no name attached. Of course, that's fine. Um... We would come to these um, conversations, but the early part of the show today is going to be focused on the happenings around us. We cannot pretend not to know. We cannot pretend not to have seen. And neither can we pretend that we haven't heard. You may have read on social media, regular news portals, television casts, the story that came from one of the institutions of learning and we know that the place of learning is a place of formation is a place where brains are aligned properly for conduct that is conducive for society's well-being of course this video came out somewhere around november last year if i recall rightly what have been your own reflections of the video as you watched it, as you listened to this morning's conversation? Think about it. These are young girls saying things out of turn, showcasing themselves to the world in ways that no parent can be proud of. Saying things that are the heart of those utterances deride 
an elderly person, put titles aside, an elderly person of our society. And one of my favorite authors and a former uh, Surgeon General of the United States of America made a very profound statement in respect to young people. And this is what he said, and I quote, his name is Charles Everett. Charles Everett Coop says, and I quote, he says he was the 13th general, uh, Surgeon General of the United States under the president of Ronald Reagan. He served between 1982 and 1989 as Surgeon General for United States. And this is what he says. Life affords no greater responsibility no greater privilege than the raising of the next generation, end of quote. This, I want to repeat that. Life affords no greater responsibility, no greater privilege than the raising of the next generation. I have watched American athletics and somewhere in 2008 in Beijing, there was an exchange of a baton between Davis Patton and Tyson Gay during the four by hundred relay. The Americans were eliminated because they dropped a baton. Again in 2016, this was the male team, relay team. In 2016, strangely, in Rio de Janeiro, Olympics, Alison Felix running the second leg in the heat of the women's 4 by 100 also dropped the baton before she could hand it over to English Gardner. So eight years down the line, in between them have been two batons dropped. The older generation is handing over the baton to the younger ones. And as we go home, we need to look at the young people and how they are being impacted, how they are being prepared, and how they are responding to the task of this change in baton. The changeover of the military guard is always very beautiful to observe. And this morning, my discussions in the studio would look at the incidents from the school and also related to that which has happened in the university campuses as well because we know what has happened in KNUSD, we know what happened at UCC, we know what happened at University of Ghana, Legon, and these are places of higher learning. Good morning, Mamadi. I have in the studio with me right now lawyer Mrs. Dora Okui-Norte and she is... Um, the pastor's wife and a very passionate um, member of our society, being a legal person herself, she understands the legal dimensions of these matters, even though that's not where we'll focus. She has raised soundly young adults, two of whom are married, and the last one is... Gainfully employed with a multinational <laughs> company. 
the only mm-hmm. son, my yeah, friend Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mamadi, how are you doing? I'm good. And I feel sharper. I feel come to him. Oh, good to see you. It's good been a see. long time. Yeah, it's been. It's been. I know that. Um, I just counted the days. Yeah, and I was shocked to know that it's been four months since I came yes, here. Yes, it has been. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. When, Mickey, to, when Mickey told me, <laughs> we around, I said, wow, this has been long, <laughs> yeah. long time. Four months. And I... When I mentioned it to Philip, he was very excited that you'd yeah, be in the yeah. seat. Yeah, I haven't been here since September. Yeah. For many reasons. How have you been? Good. How has Papa been? We have all been well. God is super, keeping super, us. Super, super. And my friend. He's keeping us. <laughs> yeah, doing well. Super. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, I mean, what do you make of Everett Coop's uh, statement, Charles Everett Coop? Uh, the one that says yeah. that life affords no greater, greater responsibility, responsibility no or greater, greater privilege than raising the next generation. Yeah. That's what we are living for. Mm. Because if I live for myself and after me nothing happens, there's no legacy, no example to be followed, mm. then I, we, I haven't tried, you know. I haven't tried, and 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 you just said we have raised uh, responsible adults. I mean, as we are talking about the school situation, about the girls, I, I just thinking about the place of the home and its effect and impact on young children. Yeah. You know, if that foundation isn't there, you cannot, you know, see yourself raising responsible, you know, children or people. After you, I mean, I've been in large uh, groups, church life, and all of that for a greater part of my life. And you know, when you see a good child, you can tell who a good child is hmm. from the manners, the behavior, the speech, the relationship. You can easily tell that this is a well brought up child. Hmm. Or this person isn't a well-brought-up child from the way the person carries himself, from the way the person talks, from the way the person relates, you know, and from the ambitions and the goals that the person has. Yeah, you can, somebody just talked about purpose. He says that, yes. please, I think we should also talk about purpose. Yeah. These days, um, I realize there is a growing frustration amongst the youth where people do occupations or job that they don't really love, but due to the economic circumstances, they find themselves stuck. Mm-hmm. And not knowing where your life leads can be very frustrating yeah. from combined callable. Yeah. Where does that, there's a point to be made in this, yes. especially amongst young adults. Yes, you see, so it has to do with the home or who is nurturing these young ones. Mm-hmm. And you can't run away from it. I mean, that is the order that you know life presents to us and which we must follow mm. you know so uh whether the youth of today are not getting closer to the adults and the adults are not getting close to a way ought to be made out mm. you know we don't just have to accept the status quo and say that look the young ones of today are you know not submissive um, they are rude they don't want to be led you know all of that is true but it, 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 we do not have to leave the situation the way it is. We ought to do something about it or else um, we'll just be living in pockets of generations and one generation wouldn't have an influence on the other and and therefore we will go the downward you know, trail or going down into the ditch will only deepen and widen and become worse 
with time. So what he, the Surgeon General has said is a very, is a very, is a very true statement. And for us living now, you know, it is an opportunity we have to, to make the necessary impact on, on, on the younger ones. Find younger people, or, you know, engage in activities that will positively influence our younger ones to become like us. Mm. To become like us. I mean, this SHS, you know, matter. I, my secretary showed me the video yesterday. In mm. fact, I hadn't seen it until, uh, Mr. Mensah, Mickey. you know, raised it and said, Dora, can you look at that? So I told myself, I asked my secretary and she said, yes, or something. I said, can you, um, let me see the video. So she brought both the one in which they were talking and the one in which they were apologizing. Mm. You know, and when I, when I, when I watched it, I was, I was sad. Yeah. I was sad. Because it is, it is clearly a reflection of our society and from a, a reflection of where these children are coming from. If but you the, look at... I mean, on the, yeah. on the subject of where they're coming from, yeah. my interactions with young people have taught me some grim lessons, mm-hmm. one of which is that I've seen very good parents mm-hmm. whose children have turned out poorly. Yeah. But the parenting and the parentage, solid. What accounts for that? And I've also seen the converse, where you can see that these parents were negligent of their duty. They had abandoned their responsibility. And yet the children have turned out well, comported themselves, carried themselves decently in society, level-headed in the way they relate with other people and, you know, respond to pressures and all that. I mean, what, what are the distinctive factors? You know, that I think will be an exception. You know, it isn't the case that a, a child has been given good parenting and uh, has turned out wrongly. So let, me, let, me, to, let me drill it down, yeah. for instance. One of the girls, mm-hmm. I listened to Omar Sander interview the brother mm-hmm. of the girl, and he says that in the home, Nobody has ever acted in the manner in which the girl has acted. Yeah, but I see. And for that reason, yeah. they actually literally scolded her yeah. for what she had done. She, she she didn't do this all by herself. Exactly. She did this in a group. So the issue of pressure. Yes. Succumbing to pressure. Yes. We'll give that pressure she, issue. She attention. did this in a group. You yeah. see, when you look at the video, a number of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, so let, give, give us your highlights Number one, or takeaways from the, you the can see that video. these girls are daring they're daring because they're trying to be daring yes <laughs> the words they use yeah uh some of them won't fit in no, my no. mouth that's why we can't play we can't exactly that's why we can't play you know and then they, they are fearless mm. you see and then i think momentarily they forgot themselves you know one because, friend of mine said it's mm-hmm. momentary insanity. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think they forgot themselves and they just got themselves in a frenzy mm. and thought they were doing something. Then I also wondered how the video was recorded because yeah. I know in SHS yeah. they're not supposed to keep phones. Yeah, yeah. the regulations forbid them from uh-huh. keeping phones. So was it that somebody was, was, smuggled in there. was secretly <laughs> filming them or... No, they were actually speaking into the camera. They were speaking into you the camera. You can see, they, you see that they move and then they come straight and look and point, okay. they gesture, 
okay. towards the camera. So it means that these girls are some type of girls. Mm. And if you have also watched the video, you should even see the haircuts, the, the outfits, the outfits of the girls. These are these may be like girls or share exactly <laughs> among their colleagues. These will not be just any ordinary girls. Yeah, these are the tough nuts. Yes, mm. you, you know I remember. They know how to skill school was exactly. those, those kinds of girls. You know, I, you see, the reason I say this is because look, when I went to second form one, I was very tiny. Mm. I, was very, I was very tiny. I mean, in stature and in age, it's very tiny. But in my class, Big I had girls. some girls who were they probably were not not too. Uh, uh, there were not too many years ahead of me, mm. but they looked matured yeah, already, even yeah, in Form 1. Yeah. You know, and could do things that... You baffles everybody. Exactly. You know, they could talk to lecture, uh, class teachers, you know, relate with them, uh, go out with them without shame. So these were <laughs> kind of like the mothers of our class. Mm. You, you see. So I think that these girls are also in a group, uh, in a situation like that. So that... They didn't fear that, you know, what we're saying uh, would mean anything or would go anywhere, you know. And, and I also think that they didn't probably consider uh, how far social media could go. So they, they, they underestimated the they underestimated power and potency of what they were doing. That's right. You know, so all of these things come up and were easily influenced by each other. I'm sure yeah. some of the girls solidarity. all by themselves so will, will not do this. Yeah. But because it was a group effect, and I mean, all of us have been growing yeah, boys yeah. and girls, Pressure. things you, you Pressure, would otherwise yeah. not do. But if you found yourself in the company of your friends, you were, you know, emboldened mm. to, I mean, to the show power of synergy. Yes, to show <laughs> working how together, tough, how tough you were. You know, so all of these things come to play in what mm. these girls, you know, did and said, and and it, and it's very unfortunate. Very, you know, very, it's very such unfortunate, an embarrassment to the families. Mm-hmm. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. But you see, if you look on social media or radio and uh, in our country today, and you look at how you know elders who have opportunity of speaking, you know how they speak, the words they use, uh, even in these uh, plays, Ghanaian plays that are yeah, recorded, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know characters. In, in the place and how they talk, especially in our local language, the insults they use. Yeah. Crude. It's a crude, crude yeah, so use of language. Every young person growing in our day today might feel that, hey, this it's normal. Is, is normal. You see, I always say that when, when normal looks boring, abnormal looks attractive. Uh-huh. So, it, it, so that, it becomes a new normative exactly. for us, and, and that's what influences the people yes. as as a new trend. Mm-hmm, yes, and and especially when you hear this is trending, mm-hmm. I something struck me when I listened to the girl in her apology. Mm-hmm. She said, "We saw it mm-hmm. on social media, mm-hmm. and we also did some." Mm-hmm. These were her her, her statements. Mm-hmm. We saw it on social media, and we also did something. So that's the point I'm making. Yeah, that people are doing it on social media. So for them, so could could it be that mm. we the adults mm. have misled our young people? Mm. Look at this African proverb that says that it is the young trees that make up the forest. Mm. I was in a conversation online, and we somebody was doing a dialectics of this, and he said that. What this means in the present context is that Africa's youth will determine its future. Mm -hmm. Indeed, Africa will not rise unless 
young people provide leadership and leverage using tech savvy to mobilize for the realization of better policies to promote inclusive development. This was his reflection on this particular statement. So the sheer numbers of the youth points to the fact that if this is not addressed, they will lead us down the gutters. That's right. Because what the adults do, they may be few, but the young people are more. And we haven't had the numbers of young people we have now ever in the history of humanity. Mm-hmm. And for us as Ghana, mm-hmm. we are largely a youthful nation. Mm-hmm. Look, yes. you're wearing a shirt that I have one. Oh, okay. Uh, so when I saw yours, I said, oh, okay, I see. Oh, okay. That's... I thought I was the only one who had it. <laughs> Jesse for it's social... looking nice on you. Jesse for social development. You see you for social development. And social impact. How are you doing? Great. Now, you've been, you've been processing um, Everett Coop's statement that life offers us no greater privilege, no greater responsibility than the raising of the next generation. What do you make of this in relation to the video that's gone on? Hmm. This is an interesting one. Uh, raising the next generation is not only a responsibility, but it is um, a demand. It's a mission, an assignment. I always was, uh, I've always used to say that even talking about evangelism. It's not about a geographical place. It is not about um, a town, but it is about a people. And these people are particular. And these are children. The recent development and program of UNESCO, apart from many other things that they are doing, whether right or wrong, but then one thing they came up with is sustainable development, which has become the major topic of various governments and programs worldwide, previously have neglected certain key elements. But right now, what they are trying to introduce and also to emphasize is there is no education training that will sideline or ignore values norms, culture, ability for the learner to be able to adjust, manage, and educate themselves in the way and style of living with attitude, character, behavior that projects sanity in society. So this is what education should be. So raising them now become a major problem because of the multifaceted challenges that they are going through. I want to look at how children were raised yesteryears and also want to say how were we behaving in the years past and what are some of the challenges that confront us in those days and what are some of the challenges confronting the children in the days we are living in right now. When you look at it, you realize that the children of today are faced with various challenges that parents even find it very difficult 
to want to even see how to manage their children because they are living in a space where they themselves don't understand the dynamics of what the children are going through and what is confronting the children. So the children are exposed to a lot of things when even from the home there is so much gap between the children and the parents where there is no proper monitoring of the day-to-day stages at which the children are going through and the things that are happening in their lives. And the issues of life right now, as the, the saying have said, has made parents a bit overwhelmed with their personal lives, with issues that they need to deal with, which may include their socioeconomic situations, work and career stability. So it makes it difficult for parents to even follow their children, and the children are just being left one way or the other. Even when parents are able to be in the life of the children, there are still some challenges that parents don't have control over how they can deal with it. I've had several interactions with children, and especially teenagers, who you can tell that most of the things they do and they go through, parents have no idea about it. So certainly, raising the next generation is very difficult in the timing in which we are in right now. There are two words in the quote which I want us to look at. I mean, for those of us who are adults... Clearly, in Akanda's statement that says that mm-hmm. to wait, the one behind is actually following the trail or the the track or the footprints of those who have gone ahead yes. of them. Now, privilege. Have we as adults appreciated the privilege of forming the next generation? Is it something we are, we are mindful at all? Uh, I think we are talking about today, yeah. in today's yeah. world, I, Ghana. I think the priority have shifted. Our priorities as adults have, have, have shifted. shifted. Okay. Our priorities have shifted mm. because of possibly the socioeconomic situation we are going through. Exactly. So you see that a lot of values and a lot of things have been compromised. That's right. And the focus is just on how do I make it? Right. How do I build it? How do I make the money? Mm-hmm. How do I get the career? How do I get that job? Mm-hmm. How do I pursue that position in society? How do I get this and that put in place? So they do it at the same time thinking that they are doing it for the next generation. So you see people and couple even fight over putting our children on our property, putting the name of our children Mm -hmm. on this, putting the name of our children on that and this. Unfortunately, pursuing all these things in the name of we are leaving a legacy for our children, the question is, where are the children? You know, my, my, my neighbor and friend, Adam, and I were having a conversation mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. And I was giving him a reflection of my dad and my mom, mm-hmm. the home they built. None of us is living there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, our last born who is there now with his family is not intending to make that his home. Exactly so. And he said, likewise, mm-hmm. for him. And yet, parents are giving their everything 
to pursue please. some. That is why I said the focus and the priority. So how do we help them. parents to... Mama D, do you want to say something to yeah, this? Then before know, we go to how to help parents see, to realign. From the example of the accommodation yeah. house that you have, mm. d- why aren't you putting your eyes on the property that has been left to you. you by your, your parents? And, and to say that even the last one who is there doesn't intend to make that place his home. Yeah. Why? Because you have been given values that make you know that you ought to look for your own, mm. you can make life on your own, mm. and you don't necessarily have to be fighting over what has been left for you. Yeah. You've, been, you've been given a balanced upbringing mm. that makes you know that I now have my family, I have to take care of my family and be by myself. You see the point. Uh Mm. So if the younger ones or the next generation, you know, have not been trained only to know that it's all about money and position and wealth and fame and the life is more than these things, then they will... They will, they will learn to manage their, their, their life's world and not be fighting over what it is that parents are engaged in now. You see, but like you said, the one who is ahead of me is, I follow the footsteps of the one who is ahead of me. So if the parents uh, find themselves in a challenging situation as we have now, and all they are doing is fighting for money and all of that because they think they are leaving a legacy for, for their children, then that tradition will go on. Because the child then will not be having any other example apart from what the parents have given. So uh, we need to take our time to slow down and to come back to the basics of connecting with our children and letting them know that values and norms and relationship and family Mm. is more important than the acquisition of things. I mean, it, it looks like we still didn't learn much from the COVID pandemic when mm. it came. It struck us, and we had to be confined. Mm. Those of us in great, Accra and Greater Kumasi mm. and some parts of the world mm. were home. The of that presence to enhance our priorities, because one of my friends said to me that a lot of his, her shoes after the pandemic <laughs> had gone bad. She, so she, she, had, no she had to destroy them. She had to throw shoes away yeah. because all of a sudden they are just flaking. Yeah. The soles were flaking and yeah. some of them, the leather looked bad. You know, and she wasn't the only one. <laughs> People shared stories of how yeah. they wore one clothes and never felt like changing it for, for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And, and yeah. to chip in was that um, most of the children there are few things that actually characterize the way they are expressing themselves. Not that the parents are failing badly, though. Mm. They have good intention. But it is the misplaced priority that is creating the problem. So could it Which, be pressure that is not well managed? Yes, pressure that is not well managed. So they are well out managed. of balance. They are out of balance. And then now, looking at where and direction they can go in order to stabilize themselves has become the focus. Now, what happens to children to become aggressive disrespect has various dynamics to that. Mm. The first one is anger. Yeah. Anger in children. And anger comes in different forms to children. 
when they realize that their needs are not being met, their attention has not been given much priority. And then the environment that will make them feel safe and secure has not been provided. Then they themselves begin to develop some coping mechanisms which certainly will be maladaptive one. In order to, number one, ventilate the bent-down anger in them, in order to express how they are feeling, but in doing that, they don't have how to go about it. So the only way they can express it is to see how they can gain control. And in an attempt to gain control, they use different kind of ways in order to gain control for themselves, encourage themselves, build up themselves. And that is where they start using attitude and behaviors in order to dominate their environment. And that is where comes the disrespect and all that. Parents will think that the children have only learned abuse, disrespect, or insult from adult children. No, you may, adult uh, parents, mm. parents may not insult, parents may not do anything abusive, but the need that the child is expecting, which is not met, can trigger an inbuilt anger which parents don't know about and it can be ventilated in any other area and direction. And where these bent down emotions are met with groups of friends who are also expressing theirs in different ways, then quickly they become adapted to that. And that is where we say peer pressure and all that. In the heart of the peer pressure is a need and a crying for help, which many people don't understand. And most of the time, they express some kind of anxiety in themselves. And anyone who is expressing anxiety or have an anxiety issue has to do with fear and uncertainty. So our children are laden with a lot of fear and uncertainty for their future and for their life. So they are so much vulnerable because of that. So any other thing they see or get other people to, they begin to adopt it in order to sustain themselves. And sometimes the children have some kind of disorders that even parents don't know about it. After anger is, is disordered. Disordered. Anxiety. Uh-huh. After anger, anxiety. Mm-hmm. And we are talking about some disorders. Mm-hmm. These disorders, because they are not adults, mm-hmm. we cannot identify it easily. And these disorders can come in different forms in many ways. Some can be self-inflicted. Some can be group-inflicted. And some can be personal-inflicted. Uh, uh, or environmental contributive factors. I've met some children who are just eight years who said they were on drugs and they are in schools. And when they told me about how and why they got on drugs, it will surprise you. 
Some of them feel that when they take the drug, it is what makes them feel good and feel happy. Then you want to know, why is it that this child is looking for happiness and it's only in drug that he, he, can, finds, he it. finds it? It is not that parents are not paying school fees. It's not that parents are not buying clothing. It's not that parents are not making sure that they are putting roof over their head. It is not that the parents don't have good intentions. Some of them are even in good schools where parents are paying huge amount of money. But the little thing that the children rather lack is as simple as, I want to be happy. I Look, want to laugh. You see, there is something. Let's look at it this way. There's a parent who is listening mm -hmm. and saying that when I was in secondary school, the pressure to do drugs, mm -hmm. the uncertainty mm -hmm. of life mm -hmm. was grim. Mm -hmm. They didn't grow up in a pandemic or post-pandemic era. Mm -hmm. But they had their own set of struggles mm -hmm. as young people. Mm -hmm. And this parent is seeking to intervene in mm -hmm. the life of the child. Mm -hmm. But they are told that they know next to nothing mm -hmm. because the child knows all things. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is a narrative also which mm -hmm. is very loud. That's right. So the parent then gets into a state of inactivity because mm -hmm. they are overwhelmed mm -hmm. by what they see. Mm -hmm. How do we help this parent move from that state into a new state that says, I want to respond because this is a privilege given me and I have that responsibility. Yeah, you see, in, in that situation, if a parent doesn't respond, just because it is said that you know next to nothing. And the children know it. They actually, they say things like the children are now teaching their parents. Yeah, that's their thinking. But you see, a, a child can never take the place of a parent. Fantastic. So that's a place of privilege. Yes. And there are things that parents know too that children do not know. Exactly. So at that stage in a child's life, the child feels that he or she knows Whereas the child doesn't know because there may be experiences and uh, situations or that the parents have, have been in that a child has not been in before. So the child is only limited by the information, the, by the information he or she has at this point in time in her life and feels that because of what I know, I can handle my phone, I can, you know, get to sites and domains that my parents cannot reach, mm -hmm. and therefore I know that would be a very big deception. Is for your level, that may be what you know, mm -hmm. but it may not be what is good for you. And there may be some life experiences and outcomes that your parents have gone through that may be good for you. You see, so both ways, you know, both parents and and young ones all have a challenge and have a responsibility. Mm. You see, so in spite of the gap, adults ought to be coming back to the child yeah. to offer basic things. He said the person says that he wants to be happy. Mm -hmm. There are things parents can do to make children happy and feel, you know, um, loved and have a sense of belonging. Mm. Those basic things adults and parents must offer in spite of what the child brings. It's because the children are different and they respond differently. 
you know, and from the, I mean, I may not be too old, and uh, but from they the, were old enough to yes, speak. <laughs> yes, but young adults. Yes, from the you know sets of children and young ones that I've dealt with. Not all of them have responded easily. Mm-hmm. And so you need to take each person case by case. Some are easy to get along. Easy instructions. They follow. They want to learn. They easily yield. Others are not like that. Mm. You know. And from the little experience I've had, it has, you know, uh, it, it has been my, my responsibility to hold on and hang in with the child until I see the child change. Because if you have to leave them because they put up a behavior or say you don't know and they know more than you and are not submissive and are being rude and because of that you throw them away, that, 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 you would have done a very big... You wouldn't have taken advantage of the privilege that the Surgeon General is talking about. Mm. You, you see the point. So no matter what the child presents, that is the order. Adults, parents ought to be looking back to younger ones to offer a helping hand to be in their world to help them to come out of it what they may be in for them might be like you know the super world above parents but it might be a very foolish world yeah that can cripple your life and spoil you how how we get them to see that it's a foolish path <laughs> they are treading is a yes. is a whole complex yes, uh, exactly. invitation yes Doc, what, yes. yes one thing we need to understand is that what are we talking about here as knowledge mm-hmm. That the children know, Mm -hmm. that parents don't know. Are we looking at it from technology, how to use iPhone, how to use iPad, how to use computers as the only knowledge? Everything is reduced to that. That. Okay. Is that the only knowledge that we are talking about? Mm -hmm. But the parents are thinking of a fianyansa. That we are talking about a fianyansa. Mm -hmm. There is so much that you can get out of the technology and all that. But if the Ephesian son doesn't add to it, mm. you will self-destroy. Yes. yes. And this is what we are seeing right now. Yes. It, it, it comes to a point where we need to evaluate what we are talking about as knowledge. And if only our appreciation of knowledge is just limited to just school knowledge, book knowledge, technology, and that is what makes the world we are living in right now. While the technology is so much rising very fast, we are losing ourselves as well very, very fast. So the question is, are we living ourselves for technologies or we are living technologies for ourselves? At the end of the day, are we technological beings or we are human beings? Which one is which? That is where we have to come to to understand that we need to strike a balance. Mm. Technology is good, yeah. but I have to be a human being before. And it will not be surprising that even now, they are trying to replace different kinds of dynamics of human beings with machines and gadgets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So gradually, it is also getting, taking us there where we are going to lose ourselves as human beings. Mm-hmm. Now we are implanting different kind of chips in yes, the body system right. and being monitored and done all kinds of things. Very soon, DNA and all those things can also be altered. Okay. And uh, yeah. now there are technology going far more advanced in order to change some of these things. And we are gradually buying into it without really knowing who we are. Mm-hmm. So certainly, I will not be surprised that Yes, technology will take over from the human beings and we are losing it gradually. So if we look at that as a knowledge base, then certainly we don't even have to complain because we have shifted 
our priorities. But where we are still expecting this much from ourselves and the children, and our mindset is not shifted, there is nothing much we can do. Mm. So it comes back to us re-evaluating and doing assessment on ourselves mm. and see where our priority is. Now, if we think that the children need to understand themselves, and I always say on this platform that children and their growth process go through different kind of stages. Now we are looking at a child whose emotion are growing faster from the limbic system than mm -hmm. their cortex aspect, which is analytical. analytical. To think about, is what I'm doing right or wrong? They are just going because of the emotion. Yeah. And we are helping them with the technologies that will help them to push further emotionally than being analytical. The so, technology has become skating shoes. That's right. So a bouncing board for them. Mm -hmm. So some of them are growing faster than yeah. their age. Mm -hmm. And some parents also see that as civilization. Yeah. So when your child is behaving and insulting at an early age, mm -hmm. then it is more like, oh, yeah, this child is very smart. Mm -hmm. It's very gentle. It's very and you, you hear the statement that often comes. Mm -hmm. that, yes. Oh, uh, you people are so conservative. Mm. You people are so traditional-minded. Mm. Go to the West. Mm. A child can stand in front of an adult mm. and use words like, pardon my language, mm. this the F-words. Not, not just well, the F-word mm -hmm. and the S-word mm -hmm. and all those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. In the face of the an parent, adult, yeah. mm -hmm. even the parents. Mm -hmm. And people make references to these things mm. as though it's mm. a form of enlightenment. Mm. Oh, yes. Mm. And it is, it is civilization. Mm. And That's scary. That's right. And, and that. this is how fast the world is going right So now. when you, you marry that with, say, rights, mm -hmm. civil liberties. Then it goes haywire. Mm. Why? Because the rights of the children have to be much respected. Mm. And these are the children that are running very fast with their emotions without analytical perspective mm -hmm. of their expressions and response to life. Mm. And then they have a right. Mm -hmm. So the rights are expressed in their not guided emotions. Mm -hmm. Being propelled by what the Western European and Internet and whatever is teaching them. Mm -hmm. So the pace at which they are moving without control is so high. And the speed is so much that we can't run after them and get them. Mm -hmm. So it has much more to do with where we are sitting, mm -hmm. re-evaluating ourselves. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, the knowledge base of parents to reinvent the wheels and come back to self-settlement to know what to do has come also with a lot of attacks. So we'll come to those attacks. Um, hold your breath. Uh, beloved um, patrons and listeners of Farm Life, uh, you've been on City 97.3 FM and this is Farm Life. I'm in the studio with Dr. Emmanuel Hobson of Center for Peace and Reconciliation, lawyer, Mrs. Sokwe Norte, Dora is her first name, um, and we are delighted to be coming your way this morning. Our conversation, as followed from last week, was uh, Start Right, and today we are looking at better humans, better habits. What are we becoming as human beings? Whether you're young or adult, we started the conversation with the girls' video that gone viral, 
and then we are now dovetailing conversation into the habits. We'll come to that. Let's take this um, pause and we'll be right back. City 97.3 Accra City 97.3 More Variety Nobling Katia's vision project and uh, Mufrey Daching. I mean, it's a very sobering song. Uh, he's asking questions about the future of our children. And he's raising a number of issues in that song. I think that we on this show don't only lament the issues. We also try to look at how we can be prescriptive, how we can uh, bring about some reasonable intervention at the level from the home through the community, through social groupings, uh, faith context and what have you. And so 
our conversation on better humans and better habits is a very well-placed one. You can join this conversation on 0549-986-996. May I repeat, it's both on WhatsApp and uh, Telegram. If you want to tweet at us also, you know this at City 97.3, City 97.3. Um, there's a hashtag City um, CBS. That's also there. So those of you who want to contribute broadly can can do that. After the show, this will be available on um, what's the name of this platform? SoundCloud, SoundCloud, yes, it will be on SoundCloud, so you can go and take a listen. Join us again, please, on WhatsApp or Telegram, 0549-986-996. So we're looking at better human beings. What are some of the things you can suggest um, in we becoming better human beings? And what are some of the habits we need to form in 2023 to to make our society and neighborhoods um, a better place for all of us because if it's better for one it should be better for all of us so we are welcome back um, you're talking about um, some things that you want us to look at but let's start off what makes us better human beings you can only be a better human being by being a human being in the first place mm. <laughs> Being human. <laughs> being human is okay. making you a better human being. Okay. When you see yourself to be a human being, then certainly there are certain characteristics that you look at when you say a human being. Human being has, depending on which of the sciences you are coming from, there are different confusions in that as well. So it makes the human being who the human being wants to be like, depending on where the person is coming from. That by itself is a confusion. Now, we have people who say we are animals, evolve, <laughs> evolving. So when you are an animal evolving, then certainly animalistic thinking will characterize the way you are doing things and evolving to become a better person. Mm. So your responsibility is towards yourself and not towards anybody. Mm. You do what you want to do, and a lot of theories are depending on that and shifting as to where we are going. Mm. Now, another form of human being is knowing that <laughs> you have been created and you are in possession of a creator mm. and everything that surrounds you you are accountable to somebody is that now, the same thing as intelligent design yes the intelligent design is what is making people now to think of using knowledge base mm. to trigger express respond and drive life okay now Having to look at it from humanistic point of view has to do with creation perspective. Okay. And for that matter, we are looking at what are some of the things that my makeup as a person has to do with my development. Mm. What are some of the contributive factors that have made me to become who I am? Mm -hmm. Are they all positive and are they all negative? Mm -hmm. 
what are some of the things that I need to do in number one, identifying, recognizing, discovering, and be aware of myself. So you recognize, mm-hmm. you identify, you identify, discover, and you discover, and be self-aware. Self-aware. Okay. Once you are self-aware, it comes with three things. It comes with number one, your weaknesses. It comes with number two, your strength. And it comes with number three, what your environment expects from you as a person. Which in other words, your response to society. So, your negativities or your weaknesses and your strength are expressed in these three areas. And like I always said, the five stages that we become who we are. Who after our personal beings, how we are brought up environmental contributing factors, life experiences, and then environmental contributing factors, and then the personality we have chosen to be, which that one can be selected by ourselves. So becoming a better self starts from the within to the without and not the other way around. Mm. Many people think that to become better has to do with what is from the without that you can bring into yourself in order to make you better. So becoming better is more reliant on what I can take from the outside to the inside. Meanwhile, to become a better self, the self itself from, is from the within to the without. But we normally don't pay so much attention into the inside. For instance, the last week, you were saying that this time, you pay so much attention to your health. Yeah. You make conscious effort to check your health. Why your health? Because you have come to a stage where you want to say that I take care of my, I'll take care of me. Personal leadership. Personal leadership. So you begin to look at things from the within to the without. So the first stage of becoming better self is looking it from the inward to the outward. And if from the inward, then you need to look at what are some of the things that become toxic in yourself. So these are negative habits. Negative habits, which means that you yourself can be self-intoxified. And that is more dangerous because if it were to be outside, something can be done quickly about it because it becomes so visible. But when it is in the inside of the person, until the person brings it out, nobody can do anything about it. So the building up of your better self must start from the within. Okay, so identify the hidden part of you. The hidden part of you. Identify your negativities and your positivities. Your weaknesses and your strength. And then look at what are some of the things that are in my weaknesses that are self-destructive to me. Then you are looking at the emotions that you harbor in yourself and trying to see how you can, number one, identify them, admit them, and be ready to change or to work at them. Mm. There is no one person that is better than the other. We all have these strengths and weaknesses. But the difference in one person 
from the other is how much of the person identify his or her weaknesses and trying to work at them to mitigate those weaknesses and maximize their strength. Okay. That in turn help themselves, help others, and help society. Mm-hmm. That is where to start from, mm-hmm. self-awareness. So, so this, this applies to both the young people and, and adults. Yes. Now let's, let's drill down further. Mm-hmm. What are some um, specific habits mm-hmm. that the young people can cultivate in order for them to become better persons? Mama D. Yeah. You know, for young people... For young people, it is to realize that you are not independent of of others. It is to realize that you you belong to a family. You belong. You have come from a family setting. You've come mm. from a home. You've come from some parents. Possibly have siblings or you know other members of the household. So you are not a, a loner, so to speak. You, you should know that you belong to as a, a, a family setting, a group of people, you know, from whom you, you, you identify with and have your sense of belonging. So you ought to recognize that. Mm. So there's, there's the positive side of that. Yes. Because in the video, yes. there was solidarity, group yes. solidarity. <laughs> and that's the negative side. Yeah. So the positive side is yes. this one you're proposing. Yes. I think using the everyday language mm-hmm. stay connected stay connected uh-huh. stay connected so you ought to have connection mm. at home and not take yourself out because it is when you have taken yourself out and you don't have any reference point of belonging to a family that you are you know easily influenced by the people you meet outside so it's one of the things that you know young people okay. should recognize so they should stay connected they should stay connected to good company yes <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. a good company. Yeah, and good sometimes company. when you see those young ones in very good company, it, it's just nice. Yeah. You know, even though you, you might not have a lot more, there are more of mm. the negative ones than the positive ones. But when you see them, you know, connected, it, it, it's a beautiful thing mm. to watch. So young ones ought to stay connected, mm. not to feel that uh, they are all by themselves and they are loners and they are in their world. You know, and can do super, yes. super. So you are not alone. Yes. Think about others. When you're doing anything. Mm. Um, I like the East Africans. They say a human being is a human being because of other human no, beings. beings. That's interesting. Ubuntu. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All a right. human being is a human Doc, being. what would you suggest? Yes. Give me one. I'll, I'll be coming, okay. shuttling between okay. the two of okay. you. Okay. Make yourself a priority. Make yourself a priority. One that leads oh. to selfishness. Yes. Make yourself a priority has to do with much more putting yourself in what purpose of life. Mm. You want to be and work on and mm. become. The child uh, the, 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 must, must, must learn to know that life is not just about things that surround me, but a purpose that I have to what I want to become mm. and contribute to society. That is much more of the, uh, the priority that one need to give to themselves. Mm-hmm. And this is also going to help the children or the young ones to shift their priorities from things that does not contribute to, fit, 
to meeting that need of a the purpose. Need they have. Mm. The need they have. But they will be selective of things that will work for them and things that will not work for them. When that kind of mindset is built in them right from the beginning, they realize that they have a focus and a purpose and a life to fulfill and for which reason they will work towards it. Okay. Any other? Yeah, I was also thinking that the young ones should know that they can live for someone else. Mm. Um, Their lives, life is beyond them. Mm -hmm. Mm. That they can be a blessing to other people. Mm -hmm. Because when you have that mindset, then it will take your eyes off yourself, Mm. and you you'll be looking more at how you can be relevant to others. You see, so we have stay connected, Mm -hmm. be purposeful. Mm -hmm. Now live beyond the self. Mm -hmm. Okay. Any other dog? What else can you suggest? To develop self-confidence. Self-confidence. Yeah. To Would that be the same as assertiveness? Yes. There is a difference mm-hmm. because you can have confidence. You can be assertive but not be confident. Fantastic. And you can use your assertive expression mm-hmm. in order to even cover up your fears. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So being confident has to do with the person appreciating their mm-hmm. abilities. Mm-hmm not looking down on themselves, not over-exaggerating mm. their capabilities, mm-hmm. not using other things around them to influence their environment in order to stay on top. Mm-hmm. Grow according to the state of appreciation of little, little things okay. and get to the top by merit. Merit. That is one thing that is missing in our society right now. Mm. You find it very difficult to want to say people are getting so discouraged because most of the things that are happening around them, Mm. it's not about how much hard work has been paid. Mm -hmm. It's not about how integrity has been rewarded. It's not about how truthfulness has been appreciated. But it is more about how somebody pushed his way Mm. or how the person have a space or who the person knows Mm. and how the person is able able to get to a space just because somebody has pushed it through or by any other means. And now, right, it is even difficult to appreciate that there was a time somebody has found some money in a taxi or something and, and, it beca- it, and yeah. a return it became a big news. Mm. I think on this platform we said that these are supposed to be normal, normal things, things yeah. but now it has become a big thing because mm. it gives us the percentage of how the expectation of society is now mm. about values mm. and norms. Mm. So it is very good that we look at it from that perspective mm. to know that mm. self-confidence has to do with understanding the makeup and what things make the person to be self-sufficient, not exaggerate, and then ability to be able to manage the struggles of life. Mm. And not only the struggles of life, but the ability to maintain balance when you are going through the struggles of life. The ability to even know that at this point, I need to seek help. Mm. I need somebody to support me. I need a mentor. I need to look up to somebody mm. who can help direct, lead, and guide me. I need to confront the negativities mm. and the things that I'm not doing well mm. for somebody to tell me at the face that I'm not doing this well. I need to do A, B, C, D. Right. And be able to accept our weaknesses mm. and be ready to work at them, not to defend or to deny them. 
I'm not sure if you have another to add yeah, well, for the young people. I think people. that we, we should also learn to be flexible. Flexibility. Open to change mm-hmm. and advice and suggestions. Learn to say yes, you know, when good suggestions um, are made. It, it helps, you know, it helps one to go far. Mm-hmm. And it can come from, you know, young ones can give suggestions, older ones can give suggestions. You know, we should all, as adults and young ones, be, you know, open and flexible. Would these six also be applicable to parents, um, adults, so that I can go to the text? I mean, staying connected, of course. Yeah, of parents need to learn to connect with their children. Yes. Don't say because they are quiet, yes. you should leave them to themselves. Yes. Connect with them. Yes. Parents, parenting must be purposeful yes. as well. Because it's intentional. For human beings. It's for yes. human beings. So, yes. as parents, um, you ought to be intentional. That's the purposefulness of what you do. You need to be a human being first. Yeah. And you must live beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, parents tend to be very selfless. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kill ourselves literally mm-hmm. to ensure that the, the young ones can have life. Mm-hmm. Um, then also, be confident. Mm-hmm. And there was something you said, which they don't have to cover up mm-hmm their fears and worries or anxieties because that tends to be a veneer on the surface. Uh, So go deeper. Mm. Then keep a balance. Keep a balance Mm. and also be open to learning, Mm. which is the last one. Mm. Now let's go to the uh, messages. We have a great to have you back, Auntie Dora. Abundant (laughs) blessings to the entire Farm Life team. The program... As always, a refreshing learning experience. This is Mama Sama Chuku. Mama Sama, Afishapa. Somebody said, okay, host, I believe they are a reflection of the society and things they see on TV. Mm. Hmm. The things they hear on radio. Well, I'm not sure it was farm life induced, (laughs) (laughs) etc. If all these, all they see and hear are elderly people, Mm. politicians, Mm panelists, on some journalists and some citizens. I think the sum applies to all. Some politicians, some panelists, some journalists, some citizens insult each other publicly, insult those in power publicly. It is a sure thing they will learn all these. Also, the negative impact and usage of social media is a massive contributor. This is from Abraham Kujuadev from mm-hmm. Sapeman. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good morning, Farm Life. I don't think the girls are remorseful because the tone of the video of apology doesn't depict that. Okay, I see. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel most adults are not morally upright, so the younger generation is imitating them. Well, same thing about. Good morning, from life. Mm. Uh, these days, the rate at which students carry phones to school is overwhelming. They even use them in the classroom. Hmm. Good morning, from life. Um, I always insist and put away waywardness at the feet of the church <laughs> or our modern-day pastors. <laughs> During our youthful days, we were made to know the function of the heart, the head, and the hands. Unfortunately, the church, which is the heart and the light of the country, is in business. Thus, our hearts have been fed with money, fast life, and fame, instead of wisdom, Good values. values and spiritual enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Every sermon in Ghana talks about money. Well, I think that's overstretching. Mm. Um, not every sermon. Mm. Maybe many of the ones you heard. <laughs> <laughs> With its associated recognition by society, we as parents have failed. That is on overstretch as well. Mm. To draw the attention of our leaders on these false precedents from the past 40 years. We have a very big problem at hand. And we need to revisit the burden of our torchbearers after we had gained independence. Mm. We need to do well to raise a generation having a good sense of goodwill and mm. forthrightness. Mm. Yes, of Uncle course. Ben. I knew this was coming from Uncle, Uncle ben, ben of mm. McCarthy Hills. Mm. Uncle Ben, good morning. Thank you for those reflections. I agree with the panelists today. Elderly into bracket parents, politicians, etc., people of influence should set good example for the youth to emulate. This is from Kweku in Solaga, Somanya. Hi, Kejeke. Amadi. I mean, these are reflections from from our listeners, and what do you make of them? It's in tandem with what we've been talking about this morning. That uh, oh, the, let me add this one. It okay. says, I know a teenager who slaps and insults her mom. Her mom is helpless now. How do we get in touch with you to help us? This is from AC in Accra. A teenager who slaps her mom. Wow. That's 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 serious. What happened? Mm. Could it be the child is on drugs or something? Or it's just a brazen... Um, it's just an emboldened posture of the yeah. child. But for what is child, influencing this yes, behavior? Yes. You know, I, I read this a little article in one of the uh, Daily Bread devotionals, mm. I think two days ago, okay. Breaking the Cycle, okay. uh, where the gentleman said the first time he received a slap was on his seventh birthday mm. by his uh, abusive father, you know, and that led to a rebellion in his life and also got him to get into a life of, you know, drugs and all of that. But at a certain later point in his life, you know, had to, you know, trace his feedback. Or in one of the rehab homes, he had opportunity of, of being saved and therefore was not coming out of that difficult life, but had said that it had all begun with an abusive parent. You know, so I don't know whether... This situation is is, is okay. one like Say that. Say that she's a mm. single mother uh-huh. and the only child. Uh-huh. So that scenario presents a number of things. You know, I've had opportunity to watch only child situation with single parenting. All of them may not be like that, but sometimes depending on how the the singleness came about, the mm. situation came about that it is only one parent that is bringing up the child. Assuming the man just deserted the mm. two of you, maybe at the time of pregnancy or just after the child was born. Those kind of situations build some negative yeah. uh, uh, mindset in the life of the remaining parents, mm. which 
the parent pumps into the child. Yeah. You see, with a mind that, oh, we've been left, we've been deserted, let's make life our own, and, and shares information and situations beyond what the child needs. Mm. You know, when you So do, you pour your pain in them. Yes. So you are only... Okay, rejected pregnancy. Uh-huh. So feeling of rejection exactly. can breed resentment yes. in people. Yes. Yeah, especially the the mother who is so, pregnant. So that is the foundation. You know, and if uh, the parent hasn't taken her time to lead a child in a way that would give the child a, a fair development, then you will have this situation that we are talking so about. So she's reaching out for help. Yes. Um, I, please, after the show, mm-hmm. kindly call the numbers I'll be mentioning mm-hmm. and ask to speak to Dr. Emmanuel Hobson. Mm-hmm. A mother a, and, has a um, teenage child. Who is slapping the slapping mother, them. the teenage girl slapping the mother mm-hmm. and the mother has a history with rejected pregnancy yeah. and, and she's the only child and she's raising this girl alone mm-hmm. and has reached out for help. Mm-hmm. Now, this is quite sobering. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, we know of one-off incidents of a child hitting the parent mm. or something out mm. of overreaction. Mm-hmm. But when it becomes a recurring mm. um, habit, then it is cause for worry. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So before we open the phone lines, mm. and I want us to open the phone lines in a short while, uh, you know, the UNESCO four pillars of learning mm-hmm. are the following. Learn to learn, learn to do, learn to be, and learn to live. And I think that, let me start again. Learn to learn, Mm -hmm. learn to do, Mm -hmm. learn to be, Mm -hmm. and learn to live. Mm -hmm. That's where the coping issues come, Mm -hmm. the last bit. Mm -hmm. Now, I want both of you to look at to each. So, Mama D, you take learn, learn, learn to be and learn to do. Doc, take learn to learn and learn to live. And just give us some arrowhead statements. How can we, both adults and parents, human beings generally, what are some of the things we can do with these um, learning pillars? Learn to do and to be. That's yours, Mama D. Yeah. And then the phone lines will be activated. The phone lines will join us whilst we do this. It's 0302-230-075. And the last one is 020- 0302-226-0025. Let me repeat the last again. Zero three zero two 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 six one seven one. So doc. Mm-hmm. Learn to learn, learn to live. What are some of the techniques that can be applied in this area? We are learning to learn and learning to live. We've got to live. <laughs> yes. Learn to learn first of all have to start with like I always start with. Learn to learn yourself. Mm. Learn about who you are. Yes. Okay. Learn about who you are. And I still want to mention it that if you want to learn who you are, we have all that it takes to help you. Mm. We have lab analysis. We have various uh, psycho-emotional 
examination, assessment, and we have a particular lab analysis that will help you out there to actually appreciate and know yourself better. It comes with about 8 to 10 pages of report on you mm. to tell you exactly how you're inbuilt and how your nature is and to tell you of your strength weaknesses to help you to be able to do better and things you have to do to help yourself. So learn to learn yourself. And then now you must have a purpose in life that you must learn to work on. That is why we go to school. That is why we study. There's a caller online. Hold up. Yeah. Good morning, caller. Your name and where you're calling from, please. Good morning. Nana Kofi. Okay, Nana Kofi. Okay, so, real quick. Um, I keep saying parenting has no formula. What will work for you, and not work for the other. And that's the reality. However, we do our best to teach children how they are supposed to be growing up. But the reality that we are, it's not, um, it's not recognized yet is that after all the things we shoot them, they go out there, meet new people, learn new things on their own, experience a whole different, a different world altogether, which will contest with everything that we teach them from the house. And it will either affirm it, or they will unlearn what it is that you taught them and learn a new thing. And that is a difference over there. And we are, we, we, that's how come so you think somebody has done it right. And the child go out there and you see the child. And it's a whole different being. And you ask yourself, you ask yourself, are you coming from my home? Another is about, about the children knowing more than their parents. Yes, I agree. My mama says something, which I, I would like to ask something to. I agree. Parents know more than their children because they've been through the life experience. However, you might experience headache, stomach pain, and this child is learning an arm pain that you maybe you might not experience yet. And you keep giving them the child a headache, uh, headache medicine, stomach ache uh, medicine. Meanwhile, this child is not being able to express that it's my arm. And you might think that this child is being, having, uh, being hard to uh, control. So, if, if you know, yes, parents, you know more than your child. Okay. Because uh-huh. if you are, you are just uh, giving the room to learn exactly what it is that this child is going to do, then you might have a solution. Thank you very much uh, uh, for right. yeah. your yeah. reflections. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, we've got uh, another message here that says, um, good morning, team. Uh, assist me with Dr. Hobson's number. <laughs> well, uh, you would get it um, once you call the lines that have been mentioned. Okay. Thanks for this topic. I'm a member. I'm a mother of two young heroes. Fantastic. Eight and seven old boys. Sometimes looking at how the world is going, it becomes scary. But we keep doing well. We could uh, to keep them on track. My husband and I are always available and present at this time, and it's crucial in their lives. I control what they watch and have replaced screen times, mostly with reading, artwork, and other soft skills. These children 
can fall on the future. I mean, can fail in, can fall on can, oh, which they can fall on in the future. Okay. That was a missing one. Uh, we're trying to be intentional with everything we do. Still learning. Thanks again from life. Grace, fantastic uh, input that you have given us. So Grace has shared what she's doing. And I think it's lovely. Um, there's a limit to control also today. <laughs> That's a very interesting one. Okay, so Doc, um, can you conclude your points and then I can go to Mama D uh, with the living bit? Okay. So what we do to live yeah. is much more not just to live, but to live a purposeful life. <coughs> if it is just about living, then <laughs> you can do everything. There are a lot of people who are living. And living is not just about briefing. Mm-hmm. Living is much about making impact to yourself and to others mm-hmm. and your environment. Mm-hmm. So living has to do with five various stages that we need to go through. The first one is your passion and your dream of what you want to become. Your passion and your dream of what you want to become. Then the second one is how impactful what you want to become and your dream have to give you as a reward to sustain you, to keep you, which can also be defined in terms of material things, money, and all that. So the first one is your dream, your passion, your purpose in life. And then how that purpose in life can impact your personal life Mm. by giving you reward or sustainability, which also comes to material and economic things. Then also, to live you must have something that propels you to develop. We are not people that are static. You are not still crawling. You crawl, you walk, and now you are growing. Mm. It is the same way with your living life. We don't grow any younger. So what are the stages of life that you have given some uh, uh, challenges to yourself to develop, to become better. Then the fourth thing is, how do I impact other people? How do I impact other people? How do I impact my environment? What do I want to be remembered for after I have lived my life? And then the final thing should be, yes, how much of a dignified life have I lived? So these are the five things that All right, okay. we need to look at when we want to live a life. And to finalize it is that we are on this earth on a mission. And the mission has a time frame. And we all have assignment to fulfill in this mission. And therefore, anything and everything you are doing in this life, you are a steward to it. We will one day return and will give an account of our stewardship. And that is where the reward of whether you have lived your life well or you have not lived it well 
will pay off. Mamadi, yeah, so, what are your thoughts with respect to be and do? Yeah, learn to do uh, gives me the idea that you ought to be engaged, mm. fruitfully occupied, using your hands and your brains, your hands and your brains and your time. So you, ought, you don't have to walk around slothfully, not doing anything, lazing about. Or being a busybody, you ought to be engaged, working, you know, either vocationally or uh, work as a result of uh, higher learning. You know, you have to be you you have to be trained. You ought to acquire skills, be trained, so you can engage in fruitful work to earn money. Then you are not dependent on others or become a burden or liability on others and and that takes you to the next level of being able to then support other people you can be supportive of other people if you are uh, gainfully employed or occupied or uh, busy with work you know hmm. uh, these guys who come around at home who collect broken bottles and <laughs> metals yeah. and uh, plastics discarded plastics or broken plastics mm. you know it looks a very simple and menial job but yeah. if you get to know you know when they have crashed it the weight and the monies that they pay for these things you'll be amazed the monies they make no we used to sell some so i know how that that okay. goes okay uh, yeah. when you go to Colibar and you buy yes. the bottles that's right so we're talking about work we're not only talking about white color jobs yeah. and all of that but vocational skills or anything that keeps you occupied mm. you know and, and, and working I used to have one of the ladies I don't know whether she li- she'll be listening to this program when our kids were young on Sundays after church we'll take the, I take them there she'll pick their hair washes it embrace it then you know we're all we're all you know young mothers with our little little children mm. and, and it started like something small but if you see her today today's Alice, big She's called Alice Kills and Special Hands or something. Okay. Used to be very popular in the veterinary era. Now she has mm. her own place at Chadu. You should see she has more than hundred apprentices. Mm. That's how she began. She's engaged. Mm. You know, and, and this was something she learned all by herself and trained, learned mm. from other people, and this is where she is today. So we ought to be working. Yeah, I have a, I have two young ladies who after university struggle to maintain job and uh, yeah. they Eventually took a decision to go yeah. and be with their grandma in yeah. Somanya yeah. and learn how to make beads. Yeah. And today people come from outside Ghana yes. to come and learn how to make exactly. beads. They are called the Twinny Craft. Yes. Awesome yes. pair. Yes. You know, so people should be encouraged that there are yeah. examples out there yeah. that people can pick from. Yeah. I mean, best practice yes. is always best yes. practice. So we need to learn to work so we can support mm. ourselves and support others. And then yeah. we need to be, you know, be yourself. Mm. You know, be yourself. You shouldn't, your meaning to life uh, should not be because of uh, what others have said. Mm. But be, know yourself and be yourself. This be yourself thing is becoming a big thing on social uh, media, but not, it's been taken to a different, different level. level. <laughs> so right. I want you to yeah. explain. Uh, be human. Be human. You know, know okay. that, you know, you have a creator and you are accountable to somebody. So don't fake it. Yes. <laughs> Just be yourself. You know, some people are only happy because the other person accepts mm-hmm. you. But that should not be the case. Mm. You are a human being in yourself. 
you know, made in the image of God to reflect Him. So just be yourself and uh, and, and and be honest. You know, be honest as a as a person. Now, from Agboba says that today's teenagers. Today, teenagers who need love and care are becoming parents. With what experience do they have to care for the little ones they have? Uh, hmm. Well, so means younger ones have yeah, like in their um, teenagers yes. who have become mothers, and they didn't they didn't get love themselves. Mm-hmm. And what love would they give to the little ones that they have? Uh, that's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough call. Yeah. So, but dog gave us five. Mama D has given us four. Mm-hmm. Um, be engaged. Mm-hmm. That is to be productive. Mm-hmm. Acquire some skills, and this so you don't become a liability. Mm-hmm. Be, then become supportive of others. Mm-hmm. This is making you selfless, and then be yourself. In other words, do not fake or be living a pretentious life. Some are living in high flying life, but it's just uh, a veneer. Uh, dog gave us passion uh, for what you do and then also uh, do that which would provide you reward and sustainability. Um, ensure that you improve and get uh, a worthy life. Live a dignified life which would definitely be uh, the kind of legacy, I mean, character traits that you exhibit and impact yourself and your environment as well as the society. So, we could do something. We cannot lament all the time. We've got to get our hands on the wheel, put on our boots, and then take 2007. I was reading the Daily Graphic, and there was a youth communique in the Daily Graphic, and particularly page 39 of that. And this was the end poverty by 2015. You know, at that time, <laughs> quite an ambitious statement. Yeah. The whole project was about end poverty in 2015. And today we are in 2022. Do we still have poverty? <laughs> <laughs> this was the communique campaign. 2023. <laughs> 2023. <laughs> today, can you imagine? The ambition was to end poverty in 2015. Now, there was this quote I saw in the communique, which I want to close with. It says, and I quote, Yesterday is our history. Today is our responsibility. Tomorrow then becomes our heritage. End of quote. Doc, your parting words for today. Mama D, your parting words. Reflecting on this in relation to all that we have discussed. Yesterday is our history. Today is our responsibility. Tomorrow then becomes our heritage. It was Tuesday, 24th July, 2007, page 39 of the graphic. Well, my closing word will have to do with this simple um, quote that we always use, that maybe we don't know how much it impacts our life. Life is what we make it. Mm. Life is always what we make it. So, in thinking about life, we shouldn't think about the life, because the life itself is given to us. But the how we are making it is the most important thing. If we sit and think about how we are making our life, we will make, our reflection will go not only to just life, 
but the input and the responsibility we have to make the life. And I'll close with a Bible quotation. Teach us therefore, O God, how to number our days so that we can apply our hearts to wisdom. Many people live life just as if it is just today, without thinking that tomorrow, all that they have acquired, all that they have struggled for, how much can you eat? How much can you take? When you have all the mansions, how many rooms can you sleep in? If you gather all the monies, how much of it can you use? Life is how we make it. That's right. Uh, today is, yesterday is our history. Today is our responsibility. Tomorrow is our heritage. So history we can learn from. So if we made mistakes in the past, we have opportunity to learn from. Today is our here and now. And we need to, you know, take on the challenge of working applying ourselves, um, taking the right steps and the right decisions so that we can have a good heritage and a good legacy for those coming after us. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, that, was on the, uh, that was the voice of uh, lawyer Mrs. Dora Okwe-Norte. And before her was Dr. Emmanuel Hobson, and the two of them have been in my company, sitting in the hot seat today after such a long while. <laughs> Dr. Emmanuel Hobson can be reached at the Center for Peace and Reconciliation. You can just Google it online. They have online presence. So just type Center for Peace and Reconciliation, and you'd find a lot more about his center. Or you can even put his name, Dr. Emmanuel other than that, you can call the number 0302 to the city line and they would help you to reach Dr. Hobson or 0302 or 0244-907190. All right, okay, so this has been another edition of Farm Life, and we've looked at the continuation of the Start Right, and this time we're looking at better human beings, better habits. I hope that we will all cultivate the posture of being good human beings and also showing good habits. And if you you want to have analysis of yourself to know yourself better, our doors are open. You can call and have your lab test analysis done for you. All right. Of course, Thank it's not for free. So <laughs> now, coming up is the big issues. And it's going to be hosted today by Selom Adonu. Our show, Farm Life, has been produced by Philip Latte and Nashika Caesar. And um, ably supported in the technical area by Nkunim. <laughs> Thank you very much for indulging us today. We end on the coda note again. Things are not the same anymore, and it will be it will be blended with Inketia before the big issues come. 
And we are hoping that we've been a blessing to you today. Let's keep being good human beings, showing good habits. My name again is Amos Kevin Annan, sitting in for the regular Angus.